0: Oi oi Savaloi, welcome to the Second Tier Podcast, I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by Justin Peach. Good afternoon. How's it going my man? Not
1: bad, especially after that start then, wow. Well
0: today we are talking about the teams that have been promoted from League One to the Championship and let me say, I think we've got high hopes. For nearly all of the teams.
1: (laughs) Nearly all of the teams.
0: Nearly all of the teams. Uh, May I say three great away days as well. Very good away days. Very good away days. Yeah, Luton. Obviously, Kenilworth Road is a unique ground. And it probably won't be there for much longer either because they're on about moving stadium as well. Well, yeah, it's in someone's back garden, so
1: yeah, I hope so. Yeah, exactly. Time.
0: I've always wanted to play football in someone's back garden. Oakwell is kind of your old... It's classic, is it? Classic, old-fashioned yeah. stadium. And then Charlton, the valley, is actually in a valley. There's an amazing cafe as well, proper greasy spoon. Oh, love it. Love it! Anyway, so let's talk, first of all, about the gap between League One and Championship. Because everyone talks about the Championship and Premier League gap. Mm-hmm. But I think the League One Championship gap is more interesting. Would you agree? Uh, Definitely. I think it's closing, especially in recent seasons.
1: Teams that are coming up are competing a lot better than they used to, um, compared to teams that are coming down from the Premier League.
0: I'm not sure if it is closing. I think Mm -hmm. it might actually be getting bigger, because Mm -hmm. when you talk about the teams who have been relegated to League One... Mm -hmm. um, A couple of seasons ago, we had Blackburn, Wigan and Rotherham all get relegated. But then they all went back up. Mm -hmm. Last season, not probably the same because Barnsley were the only team to bounce back. Sunderland got in the playoffs and then Burton. We're not going to count because that's not part of my narrative. Uh, But (laughs) let me throw some stats at you, Justin. Since the 2015-2016 season, only three teams have been promoted to the championship and finished in the top half.
1: Okay.
0: No teams have finished in the top six. Okay. Only three teams have been relegated out of the 12 teams Mm. who have been promoted in that time, which surprised me Mm. because I thought it'd be more. So I suppose what I'm saying is we're looking at kind of bottom half, but not really going down. Yeah. Is that safe? Safe? Definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah. I suppose looking at teams like Sheffield United and uh, Brentford, they sort of break the trend a little bit and obviously Sheffield United have just gone up and yeah. Brentford are now well, we tip them to go up every season so they've got to do it eventually.
0: Mm. Can you name the last team to have been promoted and then promoted again? Seven years ago it well, was. Southampton? Yes, well done. Do I care? thought it was Wolves for some reason. Well I was looking back, I thought Wolves went up and then up again. Maybe it was even further back. I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> I digress. Let's move on to the team that won League One last season. Mm-hmm. That was Luton. The current odds have them to finish around mid-table. Um, not really in danger of going down, according to the bookies. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that?
1: Um, certainly. They're one of those teams that they've done it before. I think we mentioned it in a previous pod when they came up in 2004, 2005 under Mike Newell. Uh, very comfortable finished very comfortably in the Championship um, wasn't until a couple of financial troubles sort of sent them down um, but yeah no I think a small club well small ground small club that sort of mentality can work work in your favour in the Championship Worked for Burton for a season it's worked for other teams like I don't know, Millwall and um, Rotherham in the past um, so yeah I think Luton can do well and they've got a good set up there a lot of good young players coming through so I certainly do think that they can
0: potentially finish mid-table? Yeah. It's mental to think that they were in the conference not too long ago, isn't it? What this this turn of the decade wasn't it? Yeah, in fact, it was twenty fifteen, was it? Is that well, right? It's even weird if that's the case. Yeah. But they got promoted back-to-back promotions, didn't they? Yeah, that Nathan so, Jones. Yeah. Yeah, mental. Speaking of Nathan Jones. <coughs> Obviously, most of their success last season was under him before mm-hmm. he went to Stoke. Yeah. And in a way, I would have liked to have seen a Nathan Jones-Luton team in the Championship, but unfortunately, we're not going to see that.
1: No. Uh, although, we do have another Jones there.
0: We do, in Graham Jones, who's unproven at this level. Uh, just going back to Nathan Jones before we talk about Graham, though. Yeah. Um, when he left, mm-hmm. Mick Harford came in and took over. Club legend. And... When Jones left, Luton were in the midst of a a ridiculous winning run. Yes. And Harford kept that going. Mm. But, towards the end of the season, the wheels started to come off a bit. And Luton, at this point, looked like promotion was in the bag. Yeah. And it nearly, it (laughs) probably wasn't going to happen Mm. that they were going to fall out of the top two. But, they nearly made a mess of it. Is that concerning that Without Nathan Jones, the wheels did nearly come off. I guess it's a, a victim of your own success. You have such a sort of long winning run,
1: and then you start to lose a couple of games, and people sort of fall onto this, you know, commentary that the wheels are wheels are coming off. But you know, if they'd have lost a couple of games in between that that winning run, obviously it wouldn't have been a winning run. It had just been it had just been a good run of form, um, <laughs> then. They they'll you know, they still comfortably finishing the top two, but that, that, that commentary of the wheels are coming off wouldn't have been there. Yeah. So that maybe might have fed, um, fed into that. However, as you said, I don't think there were any, any doubts with them finishing the top two. Obviously, Nathan Jones did a lot of the hard work and then Mick Harper
0: got them across the line. So. Yeah, OK, that's fair. And when you talk about the teams that were in the League One last season yeah. as well, it was a competitive uh, League One season. One of wasn't the it?
1: most competitive we've seen for a while. You yeah. You think going into sort of the last, I don't know, two months of the season, you had a large number of teams up for the
0: automatics. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. going into the playoffs as well. Well, I think you say that on the second last week of the season, four teams still mm-hmm. could have the chance of going up. Yeah. And. I mean, we are also talking about five teams as well who have been in the championship recently, mm. and three of them, is that right, have been in the Premier League recently as well, so yeah. yeah, big teams in League one, but Luton very nearly walked away with it, you know easily, well, they were the most comfortable
1: out of those those teams, yeah, they're you know, finishing top for a lot again, for a large majority of that they were very, very far ahead in terms of points, yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very competitive.
0: Uh so we talk about Graham Jones. Mm-hmm. He was West Brom's assistant manager he was. last season and he hasn't had a job in management but yeah. he seems very highly rated. He's been well since sort of going back to the Swansea days
1: he's been linked with a lot of jobs, a lot of managerial jobs. Also, obviously he nearly was appointed Luton manager in the past, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um and then he you know finally finally goes there. Um so yeah unproven but obviously a good pedigree
0: in terms of coaching yeah and i always find it interesting when we have these managers who are just really highly rated yeah and i mean coaches sorry who are really highly rated and we don't really have any other things to rely upon this apart from what people in the business say Mm.
1: well going back to sort of People like Lee Bowyer and Frank Lampard, who have not had any coaching experience at all, they seem to walk into it quite well. Yeah, you know, you assume that a, a someone who like Graham Jones has had a lot of coaching experience could also make that transition quite easily, but doesn't always work out for for coaches as we've seen in the past with, with certain people that have good coaching pedigrees but can't do the business. Yeah, um, I think going back to sort of Wigan in the Championship, they appointed Warren Joyce, who had a very good record in Man United in terms of coaching, but. Didn't make the grade as a manager. Yeah. So, works out for some, doesn't for others.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say Graham Jones has been left. He's. he's you can't pick many jobs to walk into with a club that's in a better state because, mm-hmm. as mentioned, Luton have had the back-to-back promotion. So, yep. they're clearly on the up. Yep. They've got a new stadium coming in. The first team looks great. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say, at the moment, mid-table is probably... Uh, good bet for them because well as we say the uh, two fullbacks in particular seem to be the stars Mm -hmm. of the show although James Justin might not be there but we'll come on to him in a sec Mm -hmm. so he's he's in a good he's in a good position isn't he? A lot better position than other teams especially in the championship yeah
1: Um, so I think it it looks to be a very exciting season coming up for Luton I think
0: yeah Uh, the two fullbacks as I say are very highly rated one of them He's seemingly a bit too highly rated for Luton's <laughs> liking. That's James Dustin. He might be going to Leicester. If he were to go, mm-hmm. how much of a blow would that be? It's an interesting
1: one because he's obviously very highly rated, still young, come through the system at Lewin, but he will fetch a very high fee. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a win-win. They either keep a very, very good player or they have enough money coming in. To bring in replacements and fill other areas of the squad, so
0: I don't think it would be detrimental that he leaves. But you'd like to see when we were talking about Nathan Jones in the Championship mm-hmm. at Luton, you'd want to see James Justin test himself at the Championship first, wouldn't you?
1: Absolutely, but I don't think he would obviously skip that going to the Premier League. Yeah. Um, if a big move is on, if a big move is on the card, he's still going to get the experience elsewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the only business Luton have done so far is bringing in Callum McManaman. Yeah which is a weird one. We have spoken about it before because I forgot Callum McManaman existed. (laughs) I didn't know he was at Wigan. Uh, They released him and they brought in uh, McManaman, who used to be very highly rated. Mm -hmm. And now it looks like he might have a chance to try and fulfil that potential at Luton.
1: Yeah, well, they brought in Ksenga Lawalawar last season, who's had his injury problems, did very well. And hopefully they can do the same with Conor McMahon in the season because there's definitely a player there. He's been linked with high profile moves back yeah. when he was at Wigan, you know, and commanded quite high fees um, in previ- uh, with previous transfers. So there's definitely a player there. Yeah. Um, just about getting it out, out and through the injuries as well.
0: Do you think he's going to be playing or do you think he's just there to try and fill out the squad?
1: Depends how the season plays out, I guess, because. If injuries proper up were, then he's going to have to step in, or if players leave, he's going to have to step in, or if, again, if players aren't quite making the grade, you'll have to step in. So, yeah, I think he'll be an important player. Come, well, throughout the season,
0: mm. one of the reasons Luton were so successful last season was because of James Collins. Yeah, which is an he's an interesting case because mm. as we were we were talking just before the pod, when yeah. he is kind of in his prime at the moment, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. and. We were discussing the strikers who have come into the Championship mm-hmm. late in their careers yeah. and been successful. Yeah. Can you see James Collins being a success?
1: I guess it depends. He's he's got the record goal like scoring record. He's scored goals for fun back in like League Two and obviously League One last season. You know, players like Ricky Lambert and Grant Hall have done the same in the past. There's no reason why he can't do it. But you know, Championships are as we've said, is quite a step up from from League One and Two players that have. Come in before like Craig Mikel Smith and others like that haven't quite made the grade, um, so you certainly hope someone of his caliber can.
0: And they'll need to, won't they? They needs they need him to be fired need, next Yeah, season.
1: absolutely. They'll need a goal scorer next season. It's very important for for championship teams as we're you know we'll pick up in for other teams in the uh, coming weeks.
0: Mm. Yeah, great. Uh, well, with that being said, um, if Collins were to score as freely as he did in League One mm-hmm. and. Luton were to have his goals yeah. uh, where do you see Luton ending up obviously we're doing a league table prediction <laughs> uh, just before the season starts yeah. but are we, are we saying mid-table um I think on the face of it yeah that uh,
1: we've we've said it quite a lot there are a lot of teams at the moment who just do not <laughs> do not look ready for the season um <sighs> Not naming any names, naming but we will do it. in a bit. Yep. Um Yeah, just do not look ready for the season coming up. And, you know, Luton, who have the momentum, and it does work for you Um if you come up with such a good record in League 1 and, you know, your first few weeks in the Championship getting some good results, it can work in your favour. So I don't see any reason why Luton can avoid
0: a relegation battle and finish comfortably mid-table. Yeah, we don't think Luton will be in any danger of going down next season. Do we? Unless there's any drastic
1: sort of injury crisis at the club or players leave and whatnot
0: can't see it out then. I mean. Fantastic. fantastic uh, well it's quite interesting because we'll move on now to Barnsley mm-hmm. who came second yeah their joint favourites for relegation which mm. I am surprised about <clears throat> and they they only finished three points behind Luton yeah is it surprising for you that their joint favourites to go down I am surprised but then again I, I do sort of understand it. they they're a,
1: very much a, a club that relies on sort of a I wouldn't say a high turnover of transfers, but they bring players in, make them better and sell them on for a profit. Yeah. So that sort of turnover in a squad can unsettle, unsell. Um, I guess, but as well as that, the players that they bring in are relatively young. Obviously Liam Linz is possibly going to Stoke and they just brought in that Mads Yuel Anderson, who's a six foot five, twenty one year old from Denmark, who obviously we know nothing about, but key point there being that he's 21, so he's not necessarily ex- experienced, but he looks to be a, a replacement
0: for, for Liam Lindsay. They buy they buy players with a resale mm-hmm. value, down not they? Well, talking about Barnsley last season, they had a ridiculous... Well, all the stats, actually, they blew out of the water. When mm-hmm. we're talking about goals expected from open play, yeah. they were ridiculously good. They blew... <laughs> the stats out of yeah. the water, shots on target as well, that kind of thing, and they'll need to carry that on into the championship this season, won't they?
1: Well, I think they they definitely can do. As you said, they're they're a team that relies heavily on sort of a high press, a classic German Gegenpress, press, heavy metal football sort of thing. They, they they played good stuff under Stendhal last season, and that sort of attacking play can only help you, especially in this championship. And I think a lot of teams might take Barnsley for granted because they're a a relatively small club in Yorkshire with a young team there's no reason why they can't cause a few upsets next season
0: Yeah. well when we talk about the Stouts really they probably should have won the league shouldn't they because Mm -hmm. of how well they did throughout the whole season Luton started off a bit dodgily dodgily is that a word I don't think it is but
1: we'll go with it we'll go with
0: it a bit dodgily at the start (laughs) of the league on season and Barnsley Kind of hit the ground running, Mm. and there was only a few results here or there that really slowed their progress. Yeah, Uh, but I don't think Daniel Stendhal really got the credit that he deserved. Is that fair to say? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think
1: he became in as a relative unknown. He fit the Barnsley profile. Obviously, they're very much driven by data and the recruitment side of things. Obviously, led by Billy Bean from the famous Moneyball. Billy Bean,
0: most <laughs> enjoyable name to say. It's great, ever. Um, um, so
1: yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You didn't get the credit he deserved, and hopefully that that will come come to the fore next season. Obviously, he's been linked with a couple of managerial positions in the championship as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what it, when it comes to expected goals? Mm. Obviously, that's when the chance, how good the chances are. Yeah. And you've got to put away those chances um, for expected goals to really work mm-hmm. they have Kiefer Moore and Corley Vodreau yeah. up front uh, they're both in the mid-20s both relatively highly rated yeah. and I imagine they'll have to play a big part in Barnsley's progress mm, for next absolutely. season they?
1: Uh, looking at Kiefer Moore you know, he, scored a, he scored a goal every 138 minutes last season uh, for a target man it's ridiculously good you know, yeah. They don't they don't score many goals. Obviously, they're pivotal to teams like going forward, but they do not score many goals. Um, but he was involved in 25% of Barzic's goal, goals last season. Yeah. Um, and he only played in his 31 games. Yeah. Obviously, he had that serious hand injury, um, which he's recovered from now. Um, and going on to Corley Woodrow as well, he's got a point to prove in the Championship um, next season. He did quite well last season. Again, didn't play in every single game for Barzic, but still had an impressive goal record.
0: Yeah. I t- I'll tell you what. I um. I can't remember how tall Kiefer Moore is. He's very tall. He's very big. Six, I'm going to take a stab at like six, seven. He's Mm -hmm. massive. And he was at Ipswich a couple of seasons ago. Uh, They just brought him from Forest Green, I think, when they were in the conference, for a a few thousand pounds. And he came off the bench a few times. And for a striker who was six, seven or whatever, Mm -hmm. he never won a header. He was Absolutely crap. Every time I saw him, that's that's the strange thing. Because he obviously went went to Rotherham from Ipswich, yeah,
1: scored goals for fun, and yeah, obviously came to Barnsley. Didn't look great last season in the championship, um, when they got relegated, yeah. Um, but again, going into the previous season to now, yeah, yeah, he scored goals for fun, yeah.
0: And really, Ipswich could have used him.
1: (laughs) You'd have thought Mick McCarthy and Keith Moore was a match made in heaven. Yeah, but it just
0: didn't work. And as I say, he looked absolutely awful in the championship, yeah. but he's clearly turning around now. He yeah. is 26, 27. So he is coming to his prime years and we'll have to see how he does in the championship next season. I imagine he'll do better than he did when he was coming off the bench at Ipswich. Uh, well, two of the stars in the, Ips- in the Barnsley team sorry, are Mageean and Mowat, yes. who are two players who were very highly rated when mm-hmm. they were younger yeah. and now seem to have found a home. At Barnsley and are probably their best players. I'm a, to say? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm a big fan of Malwet. I think um, Neil Redfern rates him as highly as Lewis Cook and Sam Byron who both got Premier League moves. Yeah. And obviously it didn't quite work out for Malwet.
0: I, I was surprised when he left Leeds. Well, he went to Oxford, didn't he? Oh Yeah. Well, no, he, he went to Barnsley and then on loan to Oxford. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, obviously something went
1: out, went out. What went on behind the scenes, I imagine. Um, and it didn't quite work out for him, but I think he's a very highly highly rated player. Yeah, and he's if all goes well next season, I can't see him being at Barnsley for very long, which might be unfair to Barnsley. But he's as a player that obviously came through at Leeds, um, has a very highly um sorry has a big quality about him, and there's no reason why he can't go further as you know, Neil Redford. Neil Redford Yeah, mentioned. yeah.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And he also had that video last season. What a screamer that was by me. Did you see that? No, no, i seen that. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll have to see. I, I, I look at this Barnsley team and I'm quite excited by them mm-hmm. because I think they've got some good young players in there who well. I fancy to really go well next season. Yeah. And um, probably... as we were talking at the start when we were talking about Barnsley and their joint favourites for relegation Mm. I don't see that at all I think there are quite a few teams who are in a worse state and I I could see this Barnsley team going mid-table or so we'll go for a prediction in a sec because they have had a few knockbacks in this transfer window so Mm -hmm. far Adam Davies, the goalkeeper who played brilliantly for him last season has now gone he's gone to Stoke probably replacing Jack Butland when he inevitably goes to the Premier League mm-hmm. uh, they have brought in Bradley Collins yeah. from Chelsea who was on loan at Burton last season it's an interesting move mm-hmm. he's another young player Higher only 22 end. yeah it's an in what, what what how do you see this going because Adam Davis is clearly a big talent to yeah. lose and replace isn't he well he's captain wasn't he yeah yeah
1: Um, yeah, obviously it's a big loss Dave's going and- in a couple of Wales squads highly rated um, going to Stoke Um, but Brad Collins I think is a a good replacement again at a very good age Um, he was very highly rated um, last season at Burton had a lot of good games Burton seems to be a graveyard for goalkeepers and he seems to have come out (laughs) the other side so (laughs) who's that based on just looking at Stephen Bywater and John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin left. He got released for bizarrely by Burton when they were in the Championship.
0: I, I imagine he didn't want to sign a new deal because he went to Sunderland, didn't he?
1: Well, that was the season before last season. Oh, okay. He went, to, he went back to Scotland, I think. Um, but he came up the other side at Burton, which, as yeah. I say, is, is not the best place for goalkeepers. Um, so I think it's a good sign. I think it's a free transfer as well.
0: Yeah. So good value. And speaking of Davies going to Stoke, another player who looks like he's going to Stoke is Liam Lindsay, Mm -hmm. which will be another huge blow because I really rate Liam Lindsay. I've I've rated him very highly. I probably don't rate him as high as Pinnock. I know Mm -hmm. you're a massive fan of Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's going to be another big blow, isn't it? Definitely. You lose a player of Lindsay's quality, especially as a centre-back.
1: It can sort of upset you. But as we've seen, Barnsley are very capable at replacing... Outgoing players, yeah. So, hopefully, the big man Mads can, uh, can come in and big Mads, big
0: Mads, big Dane Mads.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, at six foot five, you know, you sort of hope he can come in and, and do the business. And obviously, with Pinnacle, alongside him, is only going to help him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luke Thomas is another player who's been brought in, he mm-hmm. was at Derby, mm-hmm. and this was a weird transfer, really, yeah. because he was performing brilliantly at Coventry last season. Yep. And I think a lot of Derby fans expected him to step into the first team mm. this season. But Derby seemingly don't think that way. have mm. sold him for a million pounds to Barnsley. So something is clearly not right there. Is that fair to say? Because I imagine if Derby did see something in him, they would have kept him. Derby is such a strange club. <laughs>
1: With uh, re- well recruitment for stars and selling players, um, Luke Thomas was quite one of Coventry's most creative players last season. He created a lot of chances. Didn't do red, like quite high in terms of goals and assists. However, the amount of chances he created, you think in a better team, a lot of the, a lot of well, players would have put those chances away. So his yeah. his assist record and chances of creating, goal scored, etc., would have been a lot higher. Derby, selling him for a million, potentially with a sell-on clause as well, might have been uh, a good deal, because he's. I think he's, well, he made one sub-appearance for Derby, under Gary Rowett, so maybe they see his future, obviously they see his future elsewhere, he wasn't going to fulfil that at Derby, he got players like Tom Lawrence and, oh, crack it, I don't think there's anybody else in front of him, or Mason Not Bennett, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but yeah, they obviously didn't see his future at Derby, so they Took the, took the fee but I think that might bite Darby in the backside
0: yeah I, I only see this as a good move for Barnsley really mm-hmm. a million pounds highly rated player absolutely he was with West Ham a couple of seasons ago wasn't he wasn't that Gloucester alive like breaking that I don't know he's <laughs> <laughs> just one man <laughs> it. Uh, and they've also brought in Barre on a permanent now he was on loan last season yeah. he started off like a house on fire mm. but then kind of got overshadowed by McGee and Amarit in midfield mm-hmm. and I, I I like this Barnsley team. Yeah. I think they'll be in the mid-table region next season. I yeah. don't. I think the bookies have got it completely wrong with them. This might come back to bite me on the arse, but we'll have to see. If they could strike a balance next season. Yeah. defend as well as they score goals, then they'll be they'll do very very well. Yeah, it, it, it is a massive blow losing uh, Colin Collins, Davies and Lindsay, but I think. They've clearly moved quickly to mm-hmm. replace him yeah. and get going. And they're in a much better state than the team we're going to talk about now, which is Charlton, <laughs> who are in a complete mess. Mm. Have you ever seen a promoted team in a bigger state than Charlton?
1: Not quite, no. I think, no. I'm trying to think, actually,
0: no. I can't. They're yeah. just in a complete mess. And mm-hmm. what, what was the state you were saying to me before about uh, contractor players? Uh, they've got 14
1: contractor first team players and Joe Rebo is one of them who is now going to Rangers. Yeah. So... And
0: pre-season starts next week. Mm-hmm. It's a complete and utter mess. We spoke about them on Thursday when yeah. we were talking about Lee Bowyer's contract situation and mm-hmm. what an absolute farce that was. Yeah. And the playing situation is not much better. I feel sorry that... for Lee Bowyer's So. So much, and, and Charlton in general. It's that over that the Lee Bowie situation
1: has probably overshadowed the state of the squad. Yeah, because obviously, I think when they released players last season, it was with the aim of sort of maximising their budget. Obviously, players like Johnny Williams and Ben Reeves were on relatively high contracts in terms of League One status, and they wanted to get the best best out of the the, the budget going into the Championship. However, just looking at the fact that Roland. Douchelet. 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 Douche. Douche. The fact that he didn't want to pay Lee Bowyer a, a, the average championship manager's salary. Yeah. I can't see him wanting to put too much money into the squad. It's just a disgrace, isn't it? <laughs>
0: after the high of winning the yeah. playoffs, the state that they're in, is, it's just a real shame. And. Mm. I, I do feel really sorry for Charlton fans because if things carry on at this rate, then they're going straight back down, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. You you want you want them to be sold as soon as possible so they can come in and so the outside so new owners can come in and just say,
0: you know, here's a budget.
1: Yeah, sign as many players as you can. But you, what we're seeing now is a lot of championship clubs are starting to make they want well, make their moves for players, start to build the squads ready for the new season, and obviously. The new rules came in place last season about the transfer window, so or like two seasons ago. Yeah. Now, so you've only got until the end of August to, to sort of get your squad
0: sorted. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is. And as you mentioned, Aribo is going to Rangers. They've mm-hmm. also lost Bauer. Yeah, it's obviously uh, Biliak and Cullen have gone yeah. back yeah. to
1: their parent clubs.
0: So. Not ideal. No, it's it's really, really not. Mm-hmm. I. It, it doesn't look like they're replacing them at this very moment in mm-hmm. time either, does it? They they have brought in Macaulay Bon from Leighton yeah. Orient, which is an interesting move. Yeah, I don't have any complaints about that particularly. But it looks like they've got other areas that they need to strengthen. Everywhere else. Yeah. As opposed, <laughs> as opposed to striker, yeah. which is probably the only position that they're actually got any hope in because they've got Lyle Taylor.
1: Uh, yeah, Lyle Taylor was fantastic last season, wasn't he? Um Yeah, he was involved in forty three percent of Charles' goals. That is ridiculous. Yeah, twenty one goals and eleven assists in the and league. When last you season. consider
0: they had Karl and Grant as well. For half of that, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And losing Grant was obviously a big blow. But the fact that they've still got Taylor is mm-hmm. the only thing that makes me think they've got any chance of staying up. Because if yeah, I, I do, I don't think he's going to go because I don't think he's been linked with anyone else. No. But if he were to go, then we may as well just forget right, about this book. season for yeah, Charlton. I think the bookies can pay out, can't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, They are, they are joint favourites with uh, the aforementioned Barnsley, and I think that's justified. Would you agree?
1: Oh, what with fourteen contracted players at the club? Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, soon to be thirteen. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. It's going to be. <laughs> I remember when Lee Caswell was saying just before the playoff final, uh, he when Sunderland came back mm. for uh, pre-season at the start of the last like, yeah. one season, and he looked around and they only had a few players. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, how have we got in this state? Shit. I, I think it's going to be. Yeah, Charlton are going to be in that exact position yeah. in the coming week mm-hmm. so yeah I, I really don't have any high hopes for Charlton this season and uh, as I say I feel really bad for Lebo who had that complete and utter mess last week Yeah, and now he's got to try and get this Charlton team fighting and ready before the season
1: starts I mean he, he did it last season he got the best out of what was a very small squad so there's no reason why he can't do it again. This one's even smaller. This squad's even smaller, but there's no reason why he can't do it again. He's obviously proved himself to be a very good manager in League 1. I, I,
0: I expect him to do well with what he's got for Charlton this season as well. So. I know we spoke about this on Thursday, but I don't get why Boatier's staying. I, I'd, have, I'd be looking at this and, wow, Charlton have given him mm-hmm. this chance. I'd be looking at this and thinking... I might want to get out of here. I guess so, but then again, there, there aren't
1: there aren't many. Well, I say there aren't many jobs out there at the moment, but there aren't many attractive jobs out there at the moment. Obviously, with if it had gone to Hull, obviously they've got brought in Grant McAndrew. But if you gone to Hull, it'd be a, it'd be a similar situation, not not necessarily similar, but you know, it's a it's a, it's
0: a club that's reducing its budget. Yeah, Hull, hull, hull are point. in a bit of a state, but they're not in as big as a state as Charlton, are mm, they? no they? In no fact, nice. I don't think anyone's in as big a state as Charlton are no at the moment. We we've not spoken kindly about Millwall at the moment because they're looking like they've got a quite thin squad. It's an uphill task for
1: Millwall, but they're looking like they're starting to get get a hand get, uh, grip. get a hold on it, yeah.
0: But I I d I don't have too much more to say about Charlton in all honesty, because we we covered them on Thursday and in the in the four days <laughs> since then, we're not looking any more hopeful for them.
1: Well, yeah, in the four days since we last spoke about them, instead of gaining in players, they're losing players. So, mm. yeah, there's not
0: uh-huh. much else to say other than, please no. you get your wallet out. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll obviously come back to how we think they'll do when we do our league table prediction uh, just before the start of the season. But yeah. it is going to take something astronomical. For that to change, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Big budget. <laughs> Christ. Uh, well, I think that just about covers everything at the moment, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. at, the, at the start of the podcast, I was talking about how only three teams have been relegated after getting promoted uh, in the last four seasons. Yeah. Wow. Not There's only been three teams as well who have finished in the top half. So it's looking like at this moment we might actually have... A team who finishes in the top half, a team who finishes eh, mid-table, bottom half, and a team who gets relegated. It's a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's interesting, to be fair. Uh, two of the teams I am looking forward to seeing play next season. Yep. The other team I'm looking forward to see play because it might turn out to be an absolute farce. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be a,
1: a very competitive season in the Championship next season. One of the most competitive ones I think
0: we'd have seen for a while Mm. and Charlton are going to have quite a rude awakening (laughs) well I think that just about covers everything Justin is there anything else you'd like to add I've got nothing else no no fantastic well this has been the second tier podcast Uh, in the couple of weeks I think we were saying we're going to look at the teams who have been relegated from the Premier Mm. League Um, that's going to be interesting in itself because we don't know who's going to be playing for Fulham. we don't know who's going to be playing for Cardiff or Huddersfield, we don't know who's going to be scoring for Huddersfield. <laughs> they didn't know who's going to be scoring from last season either. Uh, so we'll have a look at them in a couple of weeks. We've also got another transfer roundup coming up next week, mm-hmm. and hopefully we won't have a crazy week like we had this week. So we don't have to do another emergency pod. I just hope the Frank Lampard things resolve. Oh. Please. Please. (laughs) It's getting tiresome, isn't it? Anyway, this has been the second tier podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Pete. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.